we've got stories to tell How the human race should be erased from space We're horrible people and deserve to die If you don't believe me, then I'll tell you why We've caused genocides and mass extinction Humans causing bad pollution Amazon is burning down California's on shaky ground Ted Cruz and Cancun people deny the moon Gun crime is on the rise, hypocrisy and evil lies Leadership is on vacation, God is doing tax evasion Police increasing jurisdiction overdue for extinction Hey there, welcome back to episode 2 for Overdue for Extinction. I'm Anthony. And I'm Russ. And we're here to explore and expose the dumb of the world. Russ, I hope you've been surviving the insanity of existence lately. Anything exciting or bizarre going on in your world? Yeah, still not really. Just working on that house. Almost done. Almost there. Good. I know that buying houses is an extremely annoying process. It's very time-consuming. It's uh, very long you feel like every time you're, you've done everything you need to, they come up with another document or someone pulls something out of their ass to uh, keep the house out of your grasp and it feels like it'll just collapse if a feather falls on it. I know. It feels like it's like just jumping through hoops of fire to get a house. Jumping through hoops of fire would be more preferable than uh, some of the dumb that we're going to look at this week. Uh, so last episode, we had some audio issues. Uh, it was pretty evident. You did very well at uh, editing a lot of it out. Um, I tried. I know there was a lot to deal with. There was a lot of echoing. There was a lot of picking up on both of our mics. Um, so we we mentioned in um, in the socials that we were going to try to do something different this week to try to fix that. Unfortunately, what I tried differently was getting sick. Uh, so if you uh, hear a little bit of um, nasally congestion, um, you will inevitably hear a, a cough and a wheeze, some death rattles perhaps. Uh, I am uh, in recovering uh, from this two-week sickness of hell that uh, has been bouncing from person to person in our family. Uh, I, I know we talked at great length last time about the joys of children, uh, and uh, it is our daughter's fault this has happened to the entire household. Um, our uh, three-year-old was sick for a couple of days and real whiny, and um, eventually we all just kind of came to it and... Uh, and so here we are, uh, two weeks later, still trying to get better. Um, so if you hate the voice, bear with me. Hopefully by the next recording, it will be uh, good as new uh, since we are releasing every two weeks. And if you like it, well, enjoy it for the episode. Um, so, Russ, I think that you had, um, this week is going to be you talking about uh, a dumb thing in your life. Yep. All right, let's go ahead and hear it. What do you have prepared for us? So... My mother gave me the nickname of Poopy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know what you've done yet for it, but surely it's too cruel of a name for whatever it was that happened. So, as I've been clear, I believe kids are pretty stupid. And I was no exception to that. I was a very stupid child. So, when I was still in the stages of being potty trained and learning how to wipe myself... I decided that I was... Oh, let me back up for a second. Back then, I pooped naked. That's important. I, there are people today that poop naked, so I guess the fact that you did it as a toddler um, is probably not as weird as some people doing it as full-grown adults. Yeah, that's true. Well, after this one time, I decided that I was done and I was ready. My mom did not want to come help me. I think she just wanted me to start doing it on my own. So, in protest, I decided that I was just going to walk my little naked ass out. I sat down on the couch, or on the chair, uh, god damn it, on the floor, and then my mom yelled at me, I stood up, and there was just a little Hershey kiss, <laughs> a little Hershey kiss on the ground. As is the only right way to protest when you don't want to do it on your own. And not only that, as I was getting back, <laughs> getting back up to go into the bathroom, I was, I was dropping <laughs> I was dropping little nuggets on the way to the bathroom in a little trail. It, it, I don't know if you've sought therapy uh, after this experience. It, it doesn't sound like you have an easy time sharing the story, though. Um, yeah, we, uh, we, like I said, have, have 
three children. Uh, one of them is a, a bit older than toddler now. He's uh, seven, about to be eight. Uh, we have a three-year-old. Um, we're trying to do the potty training with her. It's not very easy. Um, I guess at least you spared your mom the nightmare that we've had with our two oldest, and they've shat in the tub. Uh, we, uh, we, we've given them baths, and then they just start freaking out and screaming, and you go rushing in to find out what happened, to find that they've shit in the tub. Um, and what's amazing about it is they don't seem to know that it came from them. Um, yep, kids are stupid. Yeah, especially our daughter. She, uh, she'll shit in the tub, and, and then she'll freak out. You'll get her out and drain the water, clean the tub out, and we sanitize it. And then if the uh, water is murky from like bubbles or uh, uh, collar tablets, we like to give her because she likes the water changing. It, shortly after she shit in the tub and has that traumatizing experience, she cannot get back into murky water if she can't see what's in it. My turds are just going to pop up on her <laughs> at any time. And I think if you're worried that in any body of water you can't see through, the turds are going to start floating up on you. <laughs> I, that's going to be some real trauma that therapy is not going to fix. I was going to say you're probably setting her up to be afraid of lakes and oceans too. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know if you've heard in the news lately, but uh, Lake Mead out uh, by Las Vegas, um, because of uh, climate change and uh, global warming and all that, has started to recede the water line. And they're actually finding bodies in barrels. Oh, um, like Las Vegas mobsters uh, were er, throwing these barrels with bodies in them in the water. And because the water line has receded so far, they're seeing these bodies now that are like 50 years old. Um, so, you know, eventually the water is going to recede and we're just going to see there's just shit all through <laughs> the ocean and everything. And that's why I don't like going into big bodies of water like that. Right, right. Well, if you think about it too, anytime you go out to the beach or whatever with family or friends and you're trying to enjoy a relaxing time, um, you never think about what's in the ocean. But I think if you did, nobody would ever set foot in there. Absolutely not. Same thing with the lake. Lake yeah. area is supposed to be awful. I feel like lakes must be dirtier, though. Like, I mean, guarantee that there's probably worse things in the ocean just because it's so much bigger and, you know, you can't see anything. Um, whereas maybe the lake, you could trudge things up with your feet or whatever. But I would like to believe that the salt is doing some kind of help to killing some <laughs> kind of bacteria or something in the ocean. That The lake's just not getting that benefit. Yeah, I don't think so. So um, did uh, your mom recover from that process then of you... Uh, dropping treats for her <laughs> i guess she did i mean that nickname still stuck as i'm 27 and i still get called poopy by my mom so that's unfortunate you, you may have to confront her about that <laughs> um i don't i don't know that i have any nicknames for my parents like that um i uh i don't think i've had experiences like that um i know that when i was being potty trained um my brother who's a year and a half younger than me um, apparently he was quicker to learn than I was. Um, my parents tried to bribe me with video games, and <laughs> taking me thing, to places and getting me toys, and I just would not do it, just did not want it. Apparently, like, I understood the concept of it, but refused to do it. And uh, uh, evidently what took it to getting it done was that my brother started to learn, and I saw that he was learning, and I thought, nope, fuck that, I can't let him have one up on me. <laughs> uh, so that was apparently what got me to learn to potty train. Um, and, uh, well, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I did, although I really wish people would offer me video games now for bowel movements because I could uh, have everything I wanted. Yeah, it'd be nice. Oh, man. Well, I appreciate you sharing. Um, hopefully, um, your mom just kind of forgets one day and stops calling you poopy, but... I really doubt that. Unlike us, she actually has a working gerbil. Right, right. Well... I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I realized that the last episode we made, we mentioned gerbils dying, and I guess we should probably clarify that no actual gerbils uh, were killed in the process of making the podcast. Um, it's become kind of uh, an inside joke between me and Russ to um, explain thinking as uh, a gerbil spinning on a, uh, a wheel, um, and when your brain stops working or you have a brain fart, we indicate that the gerbil has stroked out or died. <laughs> Now, it would be a hell of a process if we were like uh, firing rodents out of a cannon as some creative process for inspiration. <laughs> uh, so if you guys hear us mention uh, the ill-being of furry friends, uh, they are imaginary and only our brains are injured in the process. So um, I think uh, we're warmed up uh, to kind of get us in the mindset of uh, what we're going to dive into today. Uh, we're going to exhaust our brains with a harrowing would-you-rather to become numb enough that we can wade into the dumb pool. Now, are you ready to see what my wife has come up with this week for us? 
Yep, hopefully it's uh, not as rough as last week. Right. Well, last week I had a bit of inside information and got to see it, um, but we've decided that uh, for this segment and also uh, the segment we've uh, titled The What, um, where she picks a, a word that's unknown or kind of an urban dictionary aligned word, um, it would be best if I didn't have any kind of inside information and, and just kind of went with a, a raw reaction to it. Um, and I, I think raw reaction is probably involved in a lot of what those things are, but uh, let's go ahead and take a look here. All right, uh, so this one is, would you rather always hit a red light for the rest of your life or always get slow internet after the, excuse me, after the sun goes down? So what if I already have that issue where I always hit a red light like constantly? Every time I drive, I already hit every red light. And I, it is beyond infuriating. I, I don't normally have that problem if I'm doing uh, a drive casually. It is only ever if I'm leaving late for work um, or running late getting somewhere. That's when I hit every red light or run into every grandpa on the road. <laughs> um, and we've grown up. Um, you're not too much younger than I am. I'm 32, so there's only like a five-year difference. But you've surely experienced dial-up internet before. Yep. So... Um, I grew up uh, in my teenage years with dial-up internet, um, and I remember trying to play games on, on dial-up internet. Uh, there's one that I really liked called Maple Story. I remember that. Oh, it was such a fun game. I wasted so many of my years in that game uh, trying to, to um, beg my mom for one more hour. Um, I think we were allowed three hours uh, a day, which now looking back seems insane. Like if I gave my kids three hours of any, you know, whatever uh, hobby time, uh, I'd be like, is he still alive? We should probably go check on him. (laughs) Uh, But back then it didn't feel like nearly enough time to play. That's Uh, a big uh, time sink of a game too. Right, right. Um, So slow internet after the sun goes down. Uh, We work morning, uh, morning to afternoon kind of jobs. Uh Uh, So... During the winter, this would be a real bitch. Yes, it absolutely would. You know, the winter, we, uh, we go through daylight savings time. Uh, we, have, um, we have sundown at like 5, 6 o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the winter is going to be a maddening time to be on the internet. But yeah. there are people, though, that probably should go out and touch grass more frequently. <laughs> so maybe this would be an encouraging move for that. Um. So always hitting a red light, I, I guess that would just be everywhere you go, no matter whether you're running late or if it's a um, a casual drive, you're always going to hit a red light. But if you know you're going to always hit a red light, you can accommodate for that. So you can leave like a half an hour early for work, even though, as you know, I absolutely hate the mornings. I would still rather wake up early and deal with the red lights than lose my internet at 5 o'clock during the winter. Right, right. Well, um, that's true. I guess you could always try to find other ways around it, too. Like, uh, you could look for uh, side streets that maybe aren't as bogged down with lights. True. Um, Fortunate for me, a lot of my commute is highway. Um, Leaving for me is not an option. Uh, Early for me is not an option. I uh, like to sleep. Um, One of the perks of being a first shift employee is that um, I don't have to kind of wake up in the morning and then spend my entire day thinking about going to work. I just roll out of bed, get dressed and go. Um, I can't, I can't leave early enough. I, I can't hardly leave on time. <laughs> I, I used to be a, a one alarm kind of person where I could just get up at six o'clock, get up and get uh, everything together, get my breakfast, my lunch together and uh, head out at a pretty decent time. Now uh, I have a six o'clock alarm and I completely blame my wife for this because she used to be a, a alarm every 15 minute kind of person and it used to drive me nuts but now i understand it because now i have uh, a six o'clock alarm and then a six fifteen alarm and that is the only allowance i have that i have to get out of the house right then and there <laughs> and even then i still leave like five minutes late and i'm driving 80 miles an hour down the highway and um still that's when i hit the red lights or get behind grandpa who just will not get out of the left lane for anything uh-huh. um i do have a caveat too with mine I technically work from home, so I don't really have to worry about red lights for a commute. So really, the red lights for me is not that big of an issue. How annoying would it be, though, to have super fast internet all day long for work, which probably doesn't require fast internet for anything? 
And then you finally get done. You're like, all right, it's been a long day. I'm going to go, you know, watch some TV real quick. And then you go to get on uh, online to play games or something like uh, uh, Elden Ring. And you just lag nonstop because the sun has gone down. Well, that's when you got to whip out the GameCube, the PS2, something that doesn't need internet to play it. That's true. But I guess uh, if you're trying to keep up on current games, it's going to be an issue. Um, I play a lot of Fortnite, so I guess fast internet's going to be kind of important for me. Although last night I did try to play upstairs uh, with Wi-Fi, and apparently the internet just cannot be bothered to reach the upstairs or downstairs of the house. Um, so it lagged. At one point I ran up on somebody, and uh, I was starting to shoot them, and nothing happened, and then all of a sudden I was dead. And I, I, they, they didn't turn around or anything. I just died. It was painfully... Um, Fortress. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I This one's hard. I don't play a lot of online games. I think I play mostly uh, single player outside of Fortnite. I can live with the slow internet during the winter and play less Fortnite probably. Um, hitting every red light, I cannot for the life of being be responsible to get out on time, especially <laughs> with three kids, or to rely on my own um, ability to wake myself up for work. Um, I'm going to have to go with internet for myself. Uh, yeah, I definitely am gonna have to go with the red lights for me because I it's it's already an issue for me, so I'm used to it. And I literally live on video games and the internet, so not being able to really use the internet at night would just be awful for me. All right, well, uh, I I think then that uh, that's uh, that's where we're gonna be then. Um, all right, so you feel warmed up? You ready to get started in some of the dumb? I think so. All right, uh, so this next segment uh, is a new segment we didn't do last week. Uh, we, we kind of have a bunch of these um, segment ideas. Uh, they'll change every week uh, from week to week because um, there's so much dumb, you can't possibly categorize it in the same handful of um, categories, I guess, for lack of another term. Um, so this one we're calling, That's Crazy, Put It in the Books. And we're going to use this segment uh, to talk about dumb laws, um, things that at one point existed. Um, like, I, I think uh, I teased um, the show uh, when we were doing the trailer about how, at one point, it was illegal in Alabama to play dominoes on Sunday. And I looked into that reasoning. Apparently, it was because people were heathens and weren't going to church. They would gather and play dominoes on Sundays instead. So... They, uh, they banned playing dominoes on Sundays and having any kind of bets or uh, any kind of like activity like that, essentially to force people to go to church. Um, that actually was repealed uh, and no longer stands. Uh, I don't remember when, I, but it was surprisingly recent, like 2005, maybe? That was something that was relatively recent. But like, how are you going to get caught playing dominoes on a Sunday? Maybe the church has put out like a hit squad they have <laughs> roaming around going from door to door. I mean, they know where you live because obviously you pay your tithes. So they got like that check with your name and address on it. Uh, they got a roaming hit squad that just comes by and bonks you on the head and drags you out, I guess. <laughs> uh, I went to church um, for a lot of my life growing up and uh, I got hit for anything that wasn't sitting there quietly. So it wouldn't surprise me if uh, they did have some kind of hit squad. Yeah, it makes sense. So. Um, this particular uh, um, uh, legal um, madness that I, I brought for us this week um, takes place in New Orleans. Um, you haven't had a chance to look over the notes yet for the show, so you haven't had a chance to look over uh, the article, I don't think, have you? I have it open. Okay. Uh, did you see what was banned in New Orleans at one point? Jazz. Like, you know, the thing that... You think of when you think of New Orleans? Yeah, yeah. Crazy enough, jazz at one point was banned uh, in schools in New Orleans, uh, specifically in 1922. Uh, before we get into it, can you think of any reason why they would have banned jazz? The only thing I can think of is that it has like some kind of racist connotation to it. Yeah, that's exactly the reasoning for it. Oh, um, look at that. I, unfortunately, it does have racist connotations, which a lot of uh, our history in America has uh, lots and lots of uh, examples of. Um, but we're going to try to lessen the harshness of the reality of it and uh, break it down and make fun of it. So um, they, for a while, uh, did not allow 
jazz in schools. Um, and we'll go ahead and read the article here. <clears throat> so the school board in the city where jazz took root is preparing to undo a little-known 1922 rule that bans jazz music and dancing in public schools. Now, I'd like to point out this article was released this year, actually, uh, in March uh, 24th. Uh, so they're saying it's preparing to undo this ban, which means this ban hasn't been lifted. It's been active since 1922. I'm sure it wasn't endorsed, uh, enforced, though. No, I, I don't imagine it was. That would be insane. Like, of all of the places where maybe jazz music would be taught in schools, you would expect New Orleans. Like, it's in the, right. the city streets, they have uh, parades all the time, and they have the, the public funerals where uh, band, jazz bands play, and yep. uh, they march down, and, and, you know, there's Mardi Gras and all that. So, like, it would be insane to expect they'd be enforcing this. Right. Uh, I believe the article does mention they don't enforce it actively, that they're just kind of doing this as an official kind of thing. Um, officials tell the Times, uh, Picayune, the New Orleans advocate, that the policy has a racist origin, and its creators thought at the time to distance New Orleans school children from the African Americans who created the genre. Uh, the rule has been ignored for decades. Jazz is taught in some schools, and marching bands accompanied by dance teams are a fixture of carnival season parades. So they have been ignoring it, which is good. Yeah. Uh, it says, in this instance, uh, and in the instances only, we're glad that the policy was ignored by our students, by our school's board member, Catherine, uh, but I'm going to butcher her name. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's French, too, from being from New Orleans. Uh, Baudouin said, our schools played a major role in the development of jazz. The board discussed the policy at a committee meeting Tuesday and planned to vote Thursday on reversing it. The policy came to the board's attention after Ken Ducote, uh, executive director, oh my God, there goes the gerbil again, uh, <laughs> executive director of the Greater New Orleans Collaborative of Charter Schools, read a book. Board changes on the uh, chalkboard, How Public School Teachers Shape Jazz and the Music of New Orleans by Al Kennedy. Um, he says, it's like if Colorado passed a rule banning students from looking at the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> and I thought about that, and I was like, yeah, that, that's kind of insane that of all places where jazz is banned, the city of jazz would be it. Um, I don't, could you imagine if uh, children in Colorado uh, went on a field trip and uh, were coming up on a range of mountains, going to the extreme measures like holding the children hostage at the sniper <laughs> board the bus, waiting for anyone to divert their attention, uh, to look out the window just a hair. Like one of the supervisors be like, Timmy, don't fucking look. Timmy, the ranges aren't worth your life for the love of God. But when you're told you can't look, that's when you like have to look. Right. And and then Timmy's going to get sniped and <laughs> there's paperwork involved with that. I'm sure that wasn't part of the, the release form the parents had to fill out. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it's fortunate that they, they didn't stick to this all throughout the years. Uh, reports from 1922 quote a then school board member identified as Mrs. Adolph Baumgartner as one of the early opponents of the genre. She said then jazz music and jazz dancing in school should be stopped at once. Uh, she said during a 1922 uh, meeting, I've seen a lot of rough dancing in school auditoriums lately. Now, that was in 1922 where she saw uh, a lot of rough dancing going on. I think if Mrs. Baumgartner had got a glimpse at the present, she would have had a heart attack if she saw school <laughs> dances today. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I have been graduated uh, since 2008. Uh, I don't want to do the math on it because that makes me sound old. Uh, but I remember when I was at proms, uh, people were basically fucking on the dance floor. Yep. Uh, I'm sure things haven't changed too much now. Dresses kind of get more revealing and dances get more intimate. It's only a matter of time before it eventually does just dissolve into an orgy. That's awful. It really is. Um, I don't know what uh, what Mrs. Baumgartner was looking at in 1922, but uh, thank God she's dead now because it would be a real nightmare for her. It really would. Uh, so uh, current board member uh, Carlos uh, Zervagon introduced the motion to reverse the ban at Tuesday's meeting. I haven't looked into it um, to see if they have reversed this. Again, this was in March. I'm sure they probably have because who's going to go on record saying... You know what? I think we should probably keep it. Fuck the black kids. <laughs> Although we do have uh, some uh, senators and Congress people who uh, publicly take the stand voting for things that you would think people would be wild to vote on. So I guess we, uh, you never know. 
Um, but I assume they did reverse it and good for them. Like good for them for not enforcing it this entire time to begin with. Right. Um, but yeah, that it's insane. I, I couldn't believe that at one point jazz was banned in schools and it, of course it was race, racially motivated, but, um, hopefully we're healing from that and getting a little bit better. Yeah. I feel like that'd be awfully bad publicity if they didn't revoke that. Could you imagine, uh, being the city of jazz school board and, just saying, you know what? I think it's a good rule. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's been it's been reversed. Um, I, I haven't looked into it, but I, I trust in the good people running the school board to make the right decision on that. I sure hope so. So that was that's crazy. Put it in the books. Uh, we're gonna bring that segment back around again at some point, maybe next episode, uh, to look at more weird and dumb things. Uh, I think at one point. I'd heard that an Ohio pickles were banned or something. I, I don't remember. I'll have to look into that one. I know Ohio had a couple stupid ones. Um, Ohio is kind of a stupid place. <laughs> you know, someone who has uh, been born and lived here all his life, except for the few years they got lucky to break away and go to school in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not really sure why I stick around. I don't know. It's almost like once you're here, it's hard to escape. I think that's really what it comes down to. They they like. Um, they make the housing market difficult to uh, to break away, and then no matter how much money you make and sit back, there's always something that goes wrong, uh, so you can't escape. It's like an Ohio curse or something. Yep. All right, so uh, with that in the books and, and out of the way, we're going to move on to newsworthy Neanderthals. Um, so this first article, um, speaking of Ohio uh, being the uh, lifelong death trap that it is, have you ever been to warren ohio probably it's not a big city by any means it's down by youngstown um it's not a great city at all by any means um (laughs) it's actually quite trashy um i would have to say you've probably spent most of your life up around the cleveland area right yep i would say probably some of the slummier areas of cleveland uh would probably be a, a good um uh way to think of warren uh, it's not the worst place in Ohio, I, I imagine. I lived there briefly for a year. My wife and I uh, had a great landlord um, who uh, it was impossible to get maintenance to come out and fix anything that went wrong. And at one point, our uh, light switch in our bedroom caught fire uh, <laughs> because apparently the wiring was touching the plate or something, and it just Jeez. it just went up. Um, we also at one point had uh, frozen pipes in the winter, so they came out and uh, insulated the pipes, but then they insulated it so well that the cold got locked in and it froze again or something. <laughs> uh, they were they were kind of dumb. Uh, and, wow. uh, they weren't good at, uh, at being landlords. But uh, So we're going to Warren for the this article, um, and it was about a robber. Um, and normally robbers are very scary people that you get approached, uh, especially if they have a, a knife or a gun or something that uh, they're threatening you with. Um, this robber did have a weapon on hand, but he could not have been a more polite person. Uh, so we'll go ahead and get into the article. Uh, so this one is titled, Robber and Warren Ask Victim to Pinky Promise Not to Report It. So if you were robbed and made Pinky Promise, not to report the crime. How would you react to that? I'd probably pinky promise so I don't die and then immediately report it when he leaves. Ideally, yeah. That would be, I think, the the best way to go about it. You don't know if he's going to uh, stab you. Yep. This this article could not be more Warren for anybody who knows <laughs> the area. So we'll go ahead and read it here. Uh, it says, a, a reported robbery victim told police that a robber made him pinky promise that he wouldn't call authorities after stealing $80 from him and Warren. The victim said the robbery happened near the pit stop gas station around 10.40 p.m. Sunday, according to the police report. The 22-year-old man said he was walking along Youngstown Road southeast when he was approached by a man wearing a ski mask. He said the man asked him if he was a drug dealer, and when he responded that he wasn't, he said the robber pulled out a pocket knife and demanded money from him. So he checked first to see if the guy was a drug dealer. What do you think the purpose of that was? Probably to see if he was in danger, because I'm sure drug dealers also have weapons on him. I think that was probably exactly what he was doing. He was gauging if this man was a drug dealer. But also, how many times do you think it has been, um, it has been accurately 
or not accurately, uh, how many times do you think if you walk up to a person and ask them if they're a drug dealer, you're going to get an honest answer that they are? Next to zero. I would say next to zero normally, and Warren, it wouldn't surprise me if you got somebody <laughs> just asking. Um, I would say you could probably ask any, per- any random person, as long as you didn't look like a cop, you might be able to buy something off of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think so too. I think this dude, he wanted to rob the guy, but he first had to make sure he wasn't going to get shanked for doing it. <laughs> Uh, so he demanded the man give him his money. According to the report, the victim estimated the robber took about $80 from him before making him pinky promise that he wouldn't call the cops. (laughs) The robber rode off on a bicycle, according to the report, which is the most worn getaway vehicle you could have. Um, we, that's, that's honestly the funniest part of this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it doesn't surprise me that he had a bicycle to get away on. Uh, at that point, I don't know why you wouldn't just steal the man's vehicle. Well, I guess he was walking too. Yeah. Um, the pit stop. Steal his legs. Yeah, the pit stop is a gas station, so I guess he could have taken another car and, and rode off in it. But yeah, I guess, um, I guess if you have a bicycle and the other dude's walking, you're you're good good to get away. Yeah. Why add more charges? Um, the the pinky promise is perhaps the most sacred of all rituals. Uh, that demands serious dedication and respect. If the pinky promise is invoked, there is no escape from such a pact. Even death has no hold over the sanctity <laughs> of a pinky swear. Um, I don't remember the last time I've ever pinky promised anything, but I'm certain it must have been as a child. Um, and even then, I can't imagine what pact I would have made that would have been serious enough to pinky promise. It probably was to um, get my brother not to tattle on me for hitting him or something. <laughs> uh, offered him some candy if he didn't say anything. Um I, I don't know. It 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 amazes me. Like, but at the same time, bicycle makes most sense. Um, even if it's not the ideal getaway, and it doesn't make you look cool. Have you seen the gas prices lately? Seriously, in this economy, I think the bicycle is the right way to go. Not only is that guy getting away because the other dude was on foot, so he picked his target well, and he checked to make sure he wasn't going to get shanked. So this, this dude, he might be the most innocent robber you've ever met, but he is certainly the safest and smartest by the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, it probably cost eighty dollars to find him in gas. Yeah, I would imagine honestly. If um, that the um, the other thing about this article, it goes on to say that um, the police uh, said the victim were not was not able to give him a good description of the robber, as it was dark at the time of the robbery. They checked the area near the pit stop gas station for a man riding a bicycle, but were unable to find him. Uh, like I said, Warren's not a huge place, but by the time that you decide to break that sacred oath and call the cops, you could get a pretty good distance on a bike and then ditch it. So yep. um, we uh, we had um, uh, a backyard at our house that we rented when we were there for the year, and we had uh, kids' toys out in the backyard. And uh, when we were getting ready to move to Akron, uh, we, um, we came back after moving some stuff and uh, found that someone had come by in our absence and taken things. Nothing of value. Like we didn't have anything super valuable back there. It was just kids' toys, like uh, back backyard toys. So, uh, I guess for meth, you'll get hold of anything that you can carry away. Yeah, but eighty dollars, man. That's that's not that'll be a gas tank if he ever gets a car. So he should probably stick to the bike. Really. <laughs> so that's the the first article I found. Um, the second one is also robbery. However, it's not the ideal place to rob somebody um did you get a chance to look at this one yep i did look at this one i i feel like i've seen a story like this before you may have um the article that i i pulled this from uh was may 5th of this year however the writer of the article indicates that he did uh find this took place a year earlier so uh this was during covid time well i guess it's now still technically covid time um but kind of in the middle of it, um, in 2021, about is when this happened. So, uh, for for the listeners who aren't looking at this headline, it says, "Man tried to rob concealed carry class and gets shot 14 times." Now, I don't need to um, give a spoiler alert here. That guy's dead. You don't survive 14 gunshots unless they were some pretty well placed um, uh, shots. Um, Normally, I, I kind of teetered a little bit on sharing this article at first because I thought, well, I don't want to necessarily do stories where people died, but given how stupid this guy was and how far he took that stupid to get shot 14 times by trying to rob a concealed carry class, 
I think we can cover it. He deserved to be covered. I didn't read the article. I just kind of had a vague idea of what happened. Does he know it's a concealed carry class that he's trying to rob? He does. He actually picked it for that reason. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of briefly go over the article, and I'll, uh, uh, you'll see why. Uh, so the article starts off, yes, you read that title correctly. Someone had the brilliant idea to try and steal a gun from a student at a, a concealed carry class uh, in Nevada. Uh, but the only thing that he got was a free trip to the morgue after being shot 14 times. When I saw this come up in my feed earlier today, I thought it was a recent incident, but it seems to have taken place about a year ago. While students were taking a break from their concealed carry class in Las Vegas, Nevada, a man entered the room who was not a student. He started rummaging through a bag attempting to steal a gun. The student who owned the bag and the gun prevented the man from stealing it. So I imagine he was planning on carrying out some kind of heist or yeah. uh, murder, and he wanted a gun that wasn't uh, attached to him. Yep. So smart in that aspect, but at the same time, how are you going to rob a concealed carry class? It's probably the dumbest place to rob next to a gun store, which I've heard as I was looking for articles kind of like this, there are a lot of incidents where men have tried to rob gun stores um, and got shot. That's just so stupid to me. Yeah, I, I don't know if they think that they're all uh, separated from the ammunition and nothing can happen to them or what the case is. But, And I say men because I've yet to find an article where a woman was dumb enough to try to uh, rob anyone who actively was selling guns. Uh-huh. Um. So the man uh, who owned the bag and the gun stopped him and confronted him about it. The suspect was then escorted out of the classroom. One gun store employee talked to him while another one called the police to report the attempted robbery. After calling the police, three employees escorted him out of the store. So at this point, he's caught. He's done. Like, mm-hmm. you, you try to get the gun, you got caught. This would be a good time to call it quits and just accept the Darwin Award that you received. Or that you earned, rather. Um, he did not decide to go with that, though. He decided he was going to get out of this and uh, attempt something else later, I guess. So, the suspect was met by two police officers outside of the business. They instructed the suspect to stand in front of the police car, which he refused to do. He started to walk away while hiding something in his jacket pocket. And as you can see from the video, which uh, we probably won't have um uploaded you can find it if you really want to but i don't know if um instagram and twitter and all that have an issue with um uploading videos of someone getting shot yeah i'm not so, uploading that video yeah yeah we'd rather just avoid entanglement and getting the the episode taken down uh, or um getting some marked by the pot uh social medias um especially facebook they i i i got facebook jailed once for making fun of white people and apparently um the people who track things like that couldn't see the pale moon reflecting off of my skin. <laughs> um, but uh, as you can see from the video, a struggle ensued and the suspect produced a screwdriver from his pocket and started attacking the police officers with it. One of the officers was stabbed with the screwdriver and when the injured officer fell to the ground, the other officer and the three gun store employees opened fire, striking the suspect 14 times. And of course, as you would expect, he died at the scene. So he was going to get arrested. Um, I imagine, I, I don't know, uh, law well, uh, especially another state's law. I would assume, though, he probably wasn't looking at a super long time to be in jail for an attempted robbery. Um, but he got shot 14 times instead, so I guess he got what he deserved. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, the cop did make a recovery. He just had some um, bone damage done uh, to his face. Uh, but he, he did fortunately survive the attack, unlike the other dude. Um, I don't know what went through his head that made him think that a screwdriver was going to get him out. Like he got lucky he didn't get shot in the first place. Um, but apparently he thought he had sweet ninja powers and was going <laughs> to stab his way out of the situation. Um, a screwdriver is not faster than a bullet. No, yeah, not by any means. Um, he uh he did obey the order though to get the fuck off the mortal coil uh, <laughs> better than he did to stand in front of the police car and just wait until they arrested him. Seriously. So I it is what it is. Um. He deserves to be mentioned. Uh, I, I don't know his name, nor do I care for it. The world is clearly a better place without him. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, so that was uh, Newsworthy Neanderthals for this week. you have any, uh, any ideas on it before we move on? Uh, I just don't know how you could be that dumb to specifically target a place where people are being trained to use guns by professionals that know how to use the guns. 
Right. Um, like that's what I said. Outside of a, a gun store specifically, it's probably the dumbest thing that you could do to rob a concealed carry place because not only do they have guns on hand, I mean, I guess it's not always guaranteed they would. Maybe they're like getting their license to concealed carry, so maybe they don't have guns on property. But you can probably expect the trainers do. Yep. And you should at some point uh, look at the situation and go, yeah, I'm outnumbered here. The screwdriver's not going to do me much good. Yep. Well, you could be even more stupid and try to rob like a police station or something. That's true too. Um, I did see another. Uh, I, 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 we talked about how we could shorten the episode by me not going on longer tangents, and then I just keep thinking of things that I want to talk <laughs> about. Um, there was a news story. I, I don't know that we'll cover because it, it happened a couple years ago, I think, and so it's been covered by everyone that does any any kind of podcast like this. Um where a man uh, had bought drugs from somebody at a bar that he didn't know. And he wanted to make sure that the drugs were legitimate and that he didn't get something that was you know, mixed with other things to kind of make it look like it was a real deal. So he took it to the police station and asked them if they would test it to make sure it was legitimate. <laughs> and uh, they, they were happy to oblige. They said, sure, come on over and we'll test your drugs for you. And uh, he, sure enough, uh, they tested it. Um, I think it was pure. He was good to go, but uh, they did confiscate it and then arrest him for buying drugs. Some people are just also too stupid for their own good. The guy that sold them to him, though, gave him like a generic name like JJ or something. And so they tried to find who this JJ was, but the guy didn't know anything about him or how to get in contact with them. So I don't know how he bought the drugs in the first place, but JJ knew what the fuck he was doing and he didn't end up like one of the dumb people we talk about. Yeah, he was smart at least. So um, maybe that guy would have left a one-star review uh, for the drug dealer, JJ, if he had got a chance to. But uh, since he got arrested, he didn't get a chance to leave any kind of review for him. But we do have people who did leave a one-star review for this great, great uh, product on Amazon that I came across. I had heard about these, these series of books before, and I did not know... I did not know it was possible for people to not realize what they were by looking at it, looking at it for five seconds, the product description, any of it, they could have avoided um, looking dumb. Some people are just too pure of heart to know what it really means. Right. Well, uh, so I guess we'll, we'll, we'll spell it out for our, our listeners. Uh, we're talking about this book um, that many of you maybe have heard of called Brenda's Beaver Needs a Barber. Uh, have you read this book before? Not really, but I've seen a lot of it on TikTok where a couple people have been reading the book. Yeah, I, I think I've also seen it on YouTube. Um, I know there are people on there who have read it. Um, if, if you would, for me real quick, pull up uh, a bit of uh, the, the script of it and, uh, and read a little bit of the beginning so that if anyone who hasn't heard of it gets an idea real quick of what it is. Oh, Sure. Brenda has a beaver, and she's ready to confess. As soft and sweet as it may be, her beaver is a mess. Brenda's beaver's big. Brenda's beaver's hairy. Every guy who's seen it says that Brenda's beaver's scary. Brenda took her beaver for a swim down at the lake. By the looks that she received, she figured that was a mistake. She stuffed that furry mound into a swimming suit. It stuck out all around. It was anything but cute. All right. I think that's that's pretty good to give everyone an indication of what this book is. Um, people don't know what this book is, though. And the ones who left a one-star review were horrified to <laughs> believe that the, this publishing company put out this book and other books like it. And we'll kind of briefly go over that those other books are. I won't read them, but we'll we'll mention them so that people who gave five seconds of thought, critical thinking is so important would have realized what they were buying into. Um, so yeah, it's clearly not a children's book. Uh, it does look like a children's book as uh, illustrated, um, like a children's book. Um, everything about it at quick glance looks like it is. Um, five seconds of critical thinking is all it takes, uh, <laughs> or even looking at the first couple pages to realize is very much not. Yep. Um, so the product description for this series um, is... Uh, Sumguin has always had a thick mane of hair. In the summer of 2016, he decided to grow a beard. Deep, uh, deep into month three, he started to look like an armpit with eyeballs. It was a sultry August night in Old Town Scottsdale as uh, Bimimsy 
and Thumguin made their way from one bar to another. They took pause to enjoy the rhythms of a homeless crooner who was soulfully picking his guitar. When Thumguin threw a five into his chip jar, tip jar, the artist looked up, thanked him and not with a nod and said, that is a beautiful beard, my friend. Brenda has a uh, my friend Brenda has a beard just like that, but hers doesn't talk. A fair amount of beer uh, sprayed from Bemimzi's nose, and just like that, they had their subject matter for the final book of season one. So, Brenda's Beaver Needs a Barber is the fifth of the series of books. Um, the five books include um, names like Susie Likes to Look at Balls, Come Swing With Us, Spank the Monkey Lends a Hand, and put Tony's nuts in your mouth. Uh, is if these titles weren't uh, enough of an indicator of what you were getting into, the publisher of these series is called Reach Around Books. So they spelled it out for the the people who are looking at this. I don't know how they could have been more clear. This wasn't for people uh, or for uh, people to read that are children. Uh, in fact, the description goes on to say, through the timeless power of double entendre. Reach Around Books will have the reader in tears of laughter, while to any juvenile listener, they are completely innocent. If you are offended by humor, don't buy our books. If your kid is offended by our books, that implies that they understand terms only found in the Urban Dictionary, and you have failed as a parent long before Reach Around Books came into your life. (laughs) So, we're going to look at people who couldn't read uh, anything other than the book, and then we're horrified to get into what the book said. All right, you ready to get into some of these reviews? Absolutely. All right, this first one, I, I, um, I didn't know what to say uh, when I read this one. So the author of this first uh, one-star review is Beach Time. Uh, it's, uh, the title was, My Child Was Suspended from School for This Book. This book is filthy and satanic. Um, so first off, I think Satan would be upset that he was being brought into this because he has nothing to do with um, Brenda's uh, beaver. No. Um, he wasn't mentioned once in the book. Nobody hailed Satan. Uh, so he's being dragged into this and, and defamed for no reason. Uh, so the review says, My 89-year-old grandmother purchased this book uh, for my daughter since my precious angel adores beavers for their cute bucky teeth, playful nature, and flappy tails. I never took the time to look at the book before my daughter brought it to class <laughs> to share for reading time. She's in second grade. She attends Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception <laughs> Catholic School. She started reading it aloud to the class as they were sitting in a circle when Sister Agnes suddenly stood up and shouted, Enough of this filth. Why did you bring such dirty pornography into our school? My sweet little angel had no idea what she was reading. pertained to a woman's sacred private parts. I got a call from the headmaster and was asked to come pick up my daughter immediately. When I arrived, I was lectured for 30 minutes and ordered to do do 43 Hail Marys and repent for the sin of introducing Satan's text into the classroom, to which they added a five-day suspension from school for my innocent child. This book should be burned and the people who wrote it crucified like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord and pray my sweet angel will not be scarred from this traumatic exposure to the devil's work. I borderline feel like that's a fake review. I pray that it's a fake review because if there's going to be trauma to the child, it will be being raised in this kind of a household. <laughs> I like that um, that the 89-year-old grandmother was the one who bought the book for the grandchild, and yet the mother was the one who got forced to do the 43 Hail Marys. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about um, the Catholic religion. I was raised in um, uh, non-denominational, just kind of like a basic Christianity. So I'm not real super familiar with Catholicism. I don't know what a Hail Mary is. I have no idea. I am. I grew up not religious at all, so I... You were fortunate then. <laughs> um, I assume it must have been... It must be some kind of uh, repentance... Um, maybe chant or prayer or something. I, I, I'm not going to speculate too far on it. I'm sure somebody was raised Catholic and is full of that good, good Catholic shame that could tell us what it was. Um, I feel like this has to be a fake review, and if it is, good on them. Like, it's funny. Um, I think what might be funnier is that 139 people found this helpful. Uh, 
what about that do you think rings helpful? <laughs> I feel like that's just people trolling, thinking that that's a funny comment. I would hope so, because I'm not quite sure, unless maybe it was how many Hail Marys you're supposed to do in order to repent uh, thoroughly for reading this book. I, I, I know that uh, 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 one of the things about the church is that you should repent from sin, but there are people who refuse to let go of the sin, so they just have like this mindset where, you know, it, I'll fuck up and do it, and then I'll repent about it, and it'll be okay. Um, so now they don't have to go to confessional. They know 43 Hail Marys is enough to repent. And they don't have to get lectured for 30 minutes. That's true. That's true. Uh, so this next one-star review um, is from uh, Mama Bear 15 It says, Not a kid's book. Infuriated mom right here. Now this could very well be a very real review. Um, no one's getting lectured and spanked by headmasters. So <laughs> um, she says, I cannot believe that this is not advertised as an adult book. This is absolutely unacceptable. I bought this for my autistic five-year-old son who loves the animal beaver. And he was so excited when he opened this. And as we started reading it, it hit me square in the face that this was about a woman's pubic hair. I immediately stopped reading it and he didn't understand. And he got super upset. And I'm infuriated this was not put in the description of the listing. I am utterly disgusted that this uh, trash is disguised as a kid's book. There should be a warning about uh, what this is. Well, Mama Bear, there is. You didn't read it. Right. Yeah, we covered that. We read it in the beginning of the, the One Star Dummies uh, segment intro. Um, they couldn't have been more explicitly clear about yeah, what but... they were buying. Um, and she's kind of the asshole in the situation, not just for not uh, reading about it and, and first getting um, an idea of what it was, but she stopped reading to the kid. Yeah. Like, he didn't know what was going on. He just thought it was about a beaver. He didn't give a shit. She could have read the whole book, and he never would have thought anything different. Never once would have thought. And maybe one day, years down the road, it would have smacked him in the face, and it would have been like, oh. And that would have been a great thing to laugh about. But right. she's just the asshole in the situation, because now he doesn't know what's going to happen to Brenda's beaver. Exactly. So we have another one-star uh, by Sarah Hewitt, uh, titled, Wow, I can't believe this is a thing. Wait, yes, I can. She says, perhaps everyone else should stop worrying about Brenda's beaver. It's just fine the way it is. <laughs> uh, so she clearly knows what this book is. She's uh, read it. Um, I don't know why the one-star review, though, like uh, maybe because she's worried about it being like body shaming or something. Um, but it sounds like she's supportive of Brenda doing whatever the fuck Brenda wants to do with her beaver. Yep. And and we promote uh, healthy body and health body image. You know, do whatever you want to do, as long as it doesn't hurt other people. Um, I don't know. It was deserving of a one star, though. It just kind of hurts the reach around publishing company. Well, maybe she just she could have wanted her comment to be seen, and since there was less one star reviews than five star reviews. Well, we if that is the case, it worked because we found it, and we're putting her on blast now. Uh, so good on her for the uh, body positivity. Uh, shame on her for hurting this innocent book company, if we can call them that. Uh, here's another one star uh, by R60. Uh, it is it's titled Sexualizing Children. Uh, it says, I saw the video of the book being read, and it is garbage disguised as a children's book. The content is not child appropriate, and if you are an adult and have any sense at all, you would not purchase this book for yourself either. The book was created to sexualize our children. The more this is read to uh, a child, the more ingrained it will become. Teachers who read this to students should be fired and prosecuted as an accessory to the fact. Parents need to start acting as advocates for their children instead of acting like children themselves. This book is absolute garbage. Well, there's a problem when the adults are children. <laughs> right. Um, I myself am 32, uh, and uh, I could not uh, be uh, any more... Childlike, my wife would say sometimes. Uh, she insists she has four children from time to time. And uh, she uh, would not be wrong. But I don't see how this is sexualizing uh, children. Um, Absolutely not. Uh, it's not like they the book <laughs> tells you you have to flash your beaver off to everyone that you see. <laughs> Although some of these other books, like putting Tony's nuts in your mouth, may get a little bit closer to pushing that agenda. I mean, with this one, if anything, it's teaching kids that women should be able to do whatever they want. Well, as we know from current events, that is not what we want to teach our children. But, uh, yeah, I, I, think, um, I think if anything, if children are smart enough to get this, uh, you're raising them. 
pretty good. <laughs> Uh, and then I wanted to change things up for this last one. Uh, it's a five-star review. Uh, this one, I'm almost certain, uh, more certain anyway than that first review, is a fake review. Um, but I love that they, they did it anyway, so I included it. Uh, this one is from Ryan Walker, and his five-star review is titled, The Kids Love the Storyline. He says, the first and second graders love this story when I read it in class. So much so that I handed out a few uh, I handed out a few for prizes for good behavior. Unfortunately, shortly afterwards, I was suspended from work pending investigation, but I'm not sure if all the students enjoyed reading it to their parents. Word must have gotten around how good it was, though, as my union rep said I'll be reading it at my hearing. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're going to leave uh, reviews like this, uh, five stars is absolutely the right way to go. Yeah. Um, and 450 people found that helpful. They absolutely did. Um, if he did actually have to go read this to his union rep, I hope that it went well for him. Uh, teachers are under scrutiny enough for bullshit things as it is. Um, reading books like this should not be one of them, though. I, I guess parents are getting upset for far less. So, um, Fake or not, I appreciate Ryan for putting this in there. Yep. All right. That's all I have for the, uh, the one-star dummy. you have anything to follow up with that? I think I've said everything. All right. Well, I can guarantee you I went through uh, a lot more of the one stars, and uh, there are a lot of people who are not done saying things about it. But we're not going to cover all of them. I bet that was a treasure trove of one stars. Oh, my God. Uh, It's still luckily only, I think, like 1% uh, of the total. Um, The book itself is rated 5 out of 5, or 4.8 out of 5. Yeah, one star ratings are only 1% of them. So obviously people have rated it. I should have kind of dove into some of the middle ratings too, because it would have been interesting to see what people are saying at like the three star level. Like, oh, it was a good book, but Beaver, or, but uh, Brenda should have kept her Beaver at least in moderate <laughs> trim or whatever. Um, maybe there have been some some equally great things to read there, but um, great books all all around. I I think I've uh, seen other ones like that. Um, there's one that maybe from the same company. I don't. I haven't read a lot of this company's books or looked into them too much. There's something about come play with our balls or something, <laughs> uh, and it's a, a girl on recess playing with all the boys' um, uh, rubber balls on the recess playground or whatever. So I'm sure people also really dove into that one. I'm sure. So uh, leaving that segment behind, we're getting close to wrap up here. Um, this one is also. My wife's uh, doing um, this segment we're calling the what, uh, and she has picked out a word that uh, has some kind of chaos meaning. Uh, kind of think in terms of like an urban dictionary. She says this one's not quite from urban dictionary, but it could probably belong there. So we're gonna see what the word is, and we're gonna try to figure out from. Uh, going off of each other if we can figure out what this is and then we'll look it up to confirm uh, if we were close and I don't think we'll ever will be (laughs) all right Uh, so this one is air inflation Uh, is it bad I think I know what this is if you know what it is I would also like the origin story on Hawaii you know what it is it can't be worse than your poopy story Um, or maybe it is depending on what it is uh, so go ahead and tell me, since I don't have any idea, outside of like inflating tires and wheels, what do you think air inflation is? So, as you and your wife both know, if somebody tells me to not look something up, I'm going to look it up, because I have to know what it is. TikTok has a lot of videos that will give you a word like this and be like, I'm doing you a favor by telling you not to look it up, but obviously it's clickbait because they want you to look it up. Yep. And then there's a lot of blind reacts to what it is. And I can only imagine the garbage amounts of time that the two of you put into TikTok. You, she probably came up with this from TikTok. Um, so what, what do you think it is then that you may have looked up before? So there's two things I could think this might be. There's a uh, subreddit on Reddit that I uh, look at sometimes called Body Mods, which is like tattoos, piercings, and more extreme things and a few no quite a few years ago i saw one where people would inflate their foreheads and then like poke a hole not not poke a hole but like push on the middle of their forehead so it'd be like a donut on their forehead 
That's one of them. And then another one I know of is from a shock website. Uh, kind of like uh, Meat Spin or something along those lines. Where they do that to their their balls. That sounds absolutely fucking terrible. Yeah. Um. So when you were you were talking about that, I kind of started to think maybe it has to do with blowing air into genitals, or maybe not blowing air into it, but using a bike pump of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um. Now I've also seen on the shock websites that people do it to their stomachs too. But what what, what purpose does it? Serve to doing it to your stomach. Might feel good. Is, is it some kind of sexual pressure or something? I would assume. I mean, I, I, I that is something I am never willing to try. I, mean, I guess I, I have to apologize for asking. Like you're the professional on the matter, uh, and you would know from either experience or deep research. Um, <laughs> it's neither of those. It's me being curious when I see a word, need to look it up. Oh man, being curious will lead you some dark, dark <laughs> tunnels on the internet. That's how you find those shock websites. Um, I don't think it can be anything other than pumping up genitalia. You, maybe specifically not the vagina um, because uh, you don't want to blow air into a vagina. It will blow air back at you. <laughs> um, but I imagine a penis, it must be something for the penis, right? I feel like it would make more sense to inflate that. What if it's some kind of um, uh, male enhancement without the drug aspect of it? What if it's uh, sticking like a, a bike pump, air pump uh, tip into the tip of the penis <sighs> and pumping it up to increase its girth? That sounds so painful. Well, yeah, it sounds painful, but have you looked at the things that people do for sexual pleasure? I mean, That's we've true. got sounding, for God's sake, and nobody should be doing sounding. No. Um, I I want to go with that. I think that's that's probably a, around what it is. It could be entirely different. It could be what you said. Um, but that's that's what I, I think I'm leaning towards. Is that's what it is. Now, watch, we're probably both wrong. It's something we would, never would have thought of. Yeah, and then now we're both scarred because Kristen <laughs> made us learn something that our minds couldn't have come up with on their own, and maybe relive repressed memories. Right, when she's not gonna fucking pay for my therapy, so I don't know <laughs> what I'm supposed to do with whatever it is. Are you, you ready for a reveal and see what it is? Yep. Uh, I don't know that I am, but here we go. All right, air inflation. Oh, it's got a longer uh, definition than I'd like. All right, one of the most common types of inflation fetish. This usually involves the fantasy of inflating a person with a bicycle pump to comically <laughs> large size. Uh, some practitioner of the fetish enjoy pumping air into their partner's anus to create a bulging belly and a feeling of fullness, though this practice is not without risk. Uh, yeah, it's not without risk. You're fucking pumping air into yourself. Can you imagine the fart after that? That's got to be like a nuclear fart. That's probably, yeah, there's got to be some kind of uh, desired interest. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it makes my stomach turn a little bit. Yep. That's not something I would ever even consider trying. Oh, my God. So, it is using a bicycle pump. I was right about that. Um, Who found out that that actually does something? Well, obviously, a practitioner who wanted to pump air into the anus to create a bulging belly. Ugh. I don't know if the purpose of the bulging belly is a, a particular, um, not fetish, I guess, but uh, type. Uh, like, uh, I don't know, for example, dad bod. Um, I found eating junk food nonstop is a pretty good way to also inflate the belly. <laughs> and uh, anyone who's into dad bod would be pretty content, I would think. There's no need to stick a pump up my ass and inflate it any larger than it is yeah i think uh eating junk food is a lot more fun yeah i i would say eating healthy food is a lot more fun than getting fucking inflated through the asshole yeah um god a feeling of fullness that would can also be... just eat a pizza right like i i don't know why this was why the bicycle pump is an option it sounds like eating a whole pizza to yourself is a much more desirable way to achieve the same thing. Uh-huh. And you will still shit yourself, and they can get that after effect as well. Yeah. God, I, I don't know if these are going to get better or worse as she finds them. I don't know even how to gauge if they're better or worse every time. It just feels like we lose every time we do one of these. Right. I think they're just all going to be awful. They're going to be traumatizing, and we're going to have to do 43 Hail Marys to repent before our <laughs> souls are condemned to the burning pits of hell. 
Guess you better look up how to do those. Well, we'll get on that then. Um, so I think <laughs> it's time to kind of dive out of, of this and kind of uh, zoom out to get a breath of fresh air. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling... I'm feeling a lot of things right now, and not a, a lot of them are good. Mm-hmm. My brain certainly hurts from diving into the dumb this week. Uh, how do you feel about all that? Uh, my stomach hurts, first of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You fortunately not from the bicycle pump, though. Yeah, that's true. Oh, goddamn. Uh, so to kind of help us jump out of all the stupid, um, I think you've prepared a joke for us, right? I sure did. Okay, good. Uh, so we'll hold on to that for just a moment. Um, get us prepped to leave this dark corner that we've crawled into. Um, so first and foremost, if you want to follow me on the socials, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at unfeeling dragon. Russ, where do they find you at? You can find me at cryo weasel on Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, Twitch. And if you want to follow the podcast on socials for additional dumb content for a laugh, you can find us on Instagram at overdue for extinction and on Twitter at, o4e pod and we now have a facebook group that's rapidly growing where users can post content they find and just chat we also post pictures and videos relevant to the episodes and of course you uh if you have any content that you want to send in for the show you can send it to our email at overdue for extinction at gmail.com and if we use your content we'll also throw you a shout out for finding us some more nightmare fuel like my wife enjoys doing every week for us uh, and as we stated last episode, we are currently bi-weekly for the time being, uh, but sometime around June, once you've got things wrapped up with the house and get settled in, uh, we do want to go weekly, so we're going to start bringing you the dumb on a weekly basis. Uh, episodes will drop on Tuesdays, right? Yep. All right, so uh, this one will drop on Tuesday, and then once we go weekly, we're going to try to stick to that uh, agenda as well. And we will also post on socials to let you know when they are live. All right, Russ, if you have nothing else for us, uh, help help us rub some brain cells together. What do you have? All right, are you ready? Uh, I'm never ready, but it can't be worse than the, the, uh, the what segment, so let's have it. Why do the seven dwarves laugh when they play soccer? I don't know that I have a good answer for that. Why? The grass tickles their balls. It turns out you also didn't have a good answer for that. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Christ. I like, like torturing you with these jokes. I don't know why I do this thing with you people. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for us. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, please give us any feedback, rate us, review us, subscribe to us, all the good stuff that every podcast and streamer begs you for. And we're joining that as well so that we can keep this thing growing. Uh, in the meantime, uh, stay a little bit lighter than uh, some of the people that we, uh, we deal with. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a good week.